This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Dine Local SD, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. Welcome to Dine Local SD. I'm Kelly Orange. Today I have Andy Helverson and Alex Carballo from Moto Deli. Alex Carballo ran the kitchen at Stone Brewing World Bistro and Gardens in Escondido for five years and has held the position of executive chef at many prestigious San Diego restaurants such as Crosby Country Club, Indigo Grill, Brigantine, and The Fishery. Um, he also serves as a board member for Chef Celebration. Andrew, a.k.a. Andy Halverson, worked at Stone Brewing with Chef Alex, yes? Yes. And A.R. Valentine, uh, Blue Ocean, The Logitory Pines, and Chili Coke Catering. <clears throat> Welcome to the podcast, guys. Awesome. <laughs> now that I can see myself. I know. There we go. We're live. Oh, scary. Um, so I wanted to talk to you guys today about Moto Deli. How long have you guys been open? Uh, since November. So last week of November, so five months. Okay. And before that, you guys had the- we had a little food truck. The truck. There was a temporary Moto Deli. Yeah. yeah. And how long did you have that for? Uh, six months. Six months? Yeah. But I know you guys had like a little bit of issues with the- a little bit of issues, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, Motodeli took a while, and people always ask, oh, you know, I've seen that, that place going up. The building was from 1926, and there was nothing there. I mean, it was just a building, so it was basically a rebuild. I mean, rebuilding one, restructuring the building, and then adding, you know, grease traps, all new plumbing, all new electrical, and then working with the city of Encinitas to make sure that we're compliant on everything that we're supposed to be. And if we weren't, they let us know. Right. Six weeks later, but every time. <laughs> but they let us know, and you know, eventually we, we were able to, to get past all those hurdles and, and get open. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, one quick question. So how would you describe Moto Deli and its menu to someone who's never been there? Um, it's a, kind of a, a deli with a more of an upscale twist. You know, you don't just, I mean, you can just walk in and order whatever you want on a sandwich, but we have lots of really kind of artfully composed sandwiches with, cool homemade ingredients we do all of our own stuff so we smoke our own turkeys and we make our own habanero pickles and oh cool so everything's scratch it's, made in there it's, right it's very chef driven it's not just slapping bread on meat and right calling it a sandwich <laughs> yeah what, are, what did we call it uh chef casual chef casual is something it's, that we it's we, a sandwich <laughs> restaurant yeah not a sandwich shop yeah so <laughs> sandwich restaurant. yeah some people think deli you know it's like oh you know what, what do you have you know that immediately goes into you know so we just want to make you know, the best sandwiches we can. That's kind of the the start of everything. Okay. So, so. what's your favorite? Uh, if I had to have something from there, to our signatures, our turquetta sandwich, I mean, it's hands down. It's everything you want in a sandwich. It's it's savory. It's sweet. It's got a little spice, a little bite. And it, it, it's, it's, it's a perfect sandwich. Andy? Um, I would kind of have to agree, although the Reuben that we put on recently is becoming kind of a crowd favorite too, just because it's a good traditional, straight up, awesome Reuben, and we have ten thousand islands on it. <laughs> ten thousand islands. Yeah, it's nine thousand <laughs> times better. Oh man. Okay, so what is the deal with the the name? What's behind the name? Uh, so the name and kind of kind of the whole concept for the place came from uh, Mario, who's the owner and partner, and uh, he just he wanted to have something that 
kind of wanted it to be like his man cave where he could have a bunch of bikes and hang cool stuff on the wall and, you know, bring his friends to sit down and eat. So it, he went with that whole motorcycle theme. He's really into bikes. He owns about a half a dozen of them. Well, yeah, not only that, but just moto enthusiasts. He, he, likes, he likes cars and, and the whole lifestyle about it. You know, you think cafe racer, you're thinking, you know, riding in the back of a bike on the way to Bali, kind of that whole kind of independent vibe, kind of having um, not so much action lifestyle, but, you know, just being active. And, and that's kind of what, you know, what we have what we when you go there. Encinitas has a lot of, you know, outgoing people. They're out and surfing and out riding bikes and everything else. So you have a, you know, pretty good following with that. Cool. Um, so maybe you guys can tell me a little bit more about your background. So I went over a little bit, and I know you guys work together at Stone Brewing. Um, but how did you, we'll start with Andy, how did you get into being a chef? Um, it was something that I kind of had considered doing after high school and then decided that maybe it wasn't really a, a viable career path. So after several years of screwing around in college and not really getting anything done, I had a friend that was going to culinary school too, and that kind of got me interested again. And then they ended up not going but I moved out to San Francisco for culinary school and never looked back. It's been a great choice. Been having a blast for the past 15 years cooking. What school did you go to? California Culinary Academy. Um, worked up in San Francisco for a couple of years, then moved down here with a girl who is long gone. But uh, <laughs> why would I ever leave after growing up in Buffalo? San yeah. Diego weather is just too good. Right. <laughs> a little bit. A little different. Yeah. <laughs> different. And I've had a fun doing a lot of different stuff. I did catering for a while. I worked at Stone with Alex, which was a lot of fun. Went and did the fine dining thing at Air Valentine. Now I'm having fun making sandwiches. Yeah. Fine dining sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So now me? Yeah, you. You're up. Um, <laughs> I mean, the passion for cooking is, is something that you, you got to have. You know, now that I've been a mentoring for inspiring chefs i always tell them it's like you know what this is you ain't gonna get rich doing this right off the bat you're not gonna be glorified in any way you're not gonna win the, the cupcake challenge you're not gonna be on top chef and you know the, the whole deal it's it's a real struggle and it's a real battle to get up every morning and, and really have a passion to drive that i always had a passion being you know a musician being an artist i've always had a, a passion for doing things right and, and striving to go beyond things, you know, and, and be creative. And this was a good outlet of both. Uh, I went to college first, and then I went to, um, you know, a short program culinary here in uh, National Culinary Institute in La Mesa. And most of the time I, I learned, you know, being in kitchens, I would tell talk to the chef, come in early, do whatever I could so I could advance quicker and quicker and quicker. And then, um, you know, just put your head down and go for it. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a blast ever since. I've been doing this for well, 16 years now, and you know, I never want to look back either. Yeah, I think a lot of people, <clears throat> they see, like, the TV shows and glamour, and they they think that that's being a chef. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where it's, like, late hours, early mornings, doing all kinds of stuff. And really Weekends, like, holidays. Yeah, all the holidays. You know, uh, I know in the beginning, it's, it's, it's really considered a, a single man's game, you know, because you're always gone. Your weekends are taken over. Um, it's it's really hard to to have a, a young family and have and try to be an aspiring chef because it's so demanding and it's it's really like your your marriage is is the restaurant um, because that's just what it requires. Yeah. You know? How does your wife feel about that? Um, <laughs> she, you know, I was very lucky because you know she was very patient. Um, there's a lot of um, people that would not. 
you know, having those late nights and early mornings, especially if they're not in the industry where they don't have the same schedule. And if they work a nine to five, you don't work a nine to five, you know. So it, it, the weekends are, you know, they're on their own. And, you know, the kids having kids at that age is, is very difficult because, you know, you're they got everything's on the weekends right. and, and you got to work, you know. So you just got to be really creative and you got to be really passionate. And then when you have the time off, you really got to be really good at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, talking about weekends and events and all those things, you you guys are always at those kind of things. Like, I mean, I know Alex from those. I know you from, yeah, from no, it's all good the good to get out of the kitchen sometimes. So doing the big outside events is a nice little fun outlay. You get to play around and maybe serve something crazy that you wouldn't normally serve on a menu. So the events are always a lot of fun. Yeah. We're getting a little little too much lately, though. So we've been... We've been focusing on the on the restaurant a little more. Um, it's it's difficult to say yes to everything, but it's difficult to say no to some that you've been a part of. But at the same time, the resources are short. I mean, we're shorthanded in everybody that's in town uh, looking for line cooks and just qualified people. It's it's a it's a difficult industry right now to be in. Right. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um. Maybe you can talk a little bit about. We're both on the board for Chef Celebration. Yes, that's true. Um. Let's talk. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that because I know we have some dinners coming up. We do. We have a dinner that we usually, uh, Jeffrey Strauss at Pomplamoose has always been very generous, has uh, an event every year, usually is one of the few that sells it out every year. Um, he's going to kick it off this year for us again. And then uh, the Shores, uh, Bernard and his team are going to invite us in and do it at the at the Shores. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And this year is going to be a little different where we're going to spread it out through the year rather than all in one month. So if you haven't noticed, um, I know there's been a lot of chefs that have been calling and going, what's going on? I haven't seen anything. And it's like, hey, we're just changing it up this year. Um, you know, with the demand of so many events going on, uh, we, we got to make sure that we, we evolve with that. And one of those evolving things is spreading it out through the year and letting other chefs kind of take lead and and uh, help us out in, in the right direction. Right. So we did, we were doing uh, every year throughout the month of April, every Tuesday, we'd have a chef celebration dinner and that would be five chefs going into one restaurant um, and creating, you know, five different um, dishes for the event. Yeah. Um, so sit down dinner and you'd make reservations, you go in there, and then half of that money would come back to uh, the Chef Celebration organization. And we would use that to send, what do we send, 12 students? 12 students every year up to Napa, uh, to CIA for a private one-on-one uh, -on -one, um, you know, uh, curriculum that's uh, pretty well uh, established by the, by the organization. Um, it's a really great experience. Um, you know, any, any chef who's gone will let you know. Uh, and, and be very supportive of letting someone else know that, hey, this is a really great opportunity. Uh, plus, the whole idea is investing in the culinary future of San Diego. So we want to make sure that that camaraderie happens and people kind of stick together and they bond friendships. And, you know, this industry is, as big as it is, is really tight and small. So who you know and, you know, what you do is really easy to find out. So, right. so having those connections and, and networking and, and being able to advance your career, that's a, that's really a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. So who are some of our alumni? You know, Hannes, he was just on our show a couple weeks, 
Hannes. I mean, there's uh, Kyle from, uh, he's over. Yeah, Kyle Kovar. Yeah, Kyle Kovar. He's at. Uh, what's Tom it? Hams. Tom Hams. Uh, Lisa Ortiz. You got Aaron. I mean, the list goes on and on. And you see them now, you know, in, in chef position, sous chef position, executive sous chef position. So, you know, all in all, whether it was a catapult uh, to get them there, it's a good thing. There's people like Lisa who never got to go to a culinary school, so for her to get that experience was really great too. Because now she gets to see it firsthand, and it's a right. it's an eye opening experience for someone who's never gone to a, a traditional culinary school. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that the chef celebration is really fun to be a part of because you get to see the the relationships forming between the different you know the the chefs and the sous chefs that are coming up. So yeah, all that networking that makes you know, a big difference in all the events and stuff going on. So, yeah. So May 23rd is Pomplamoose. So make sure you make your reservations. And May 31st is uh, the dinner series at the Shores restaurant. So, yeah. And you can go to chefcelebration.org and see more information on that. Yes. Um, so what, what do you guys, uh, do you guys have any menu changes coming up? Or are you excited about doing our next big new? thing? We're waiting for a beer and wine license. Oh, yeah. So another month and a half or so, and we will have a bunch of local beer on tap. Yep. Probably extend our hours a little bit, so we'll be open for dinner. Yeah, so what are your hours right now? Uh, Right now, it's 10 to 3 during the week, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we open at 8 a.m. and serve a little mini breakfast menu. And then we're open until 3 still on the weekends. Four on the weekends. Four on the weekends now. Four on the weekends. Yeah, time change, so we can stay a little later. (laughs) But, but yeah, I mean, the, the difficult thing out there is, you know, we have a lot of neighbors in the community there that are just, you know, uh, they've had a, a huge influence and a huge, um, I would say, overwhelming amount of ABC licenses come in. So they've been a little weary of going, whoa, hey, you know, one or two, now you have like 15. So they just want to be really careful. So um, they're being very careful and they're being, you know, overly I guess, protective of their community, uh, which I don't, you know, I don't mind. Can't fault them for that. Can't fault them for that. You know, they, they're the ones that live there. They're the ones that have been there for a long time, but we just want to let them know that we're part of the community. And, you know, for us, it's an amenity. We're not a, we're not a bar. We're just hoping to compliment our, our tasty sandwiches with some local craft beer. Right. And people are not going to come in there just to no get drunk. It's not a bar. No, there's plenty of bars. There's, there's plenty, plenty of bars, bars around, around us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to do that at, but we're not that establishment. We're we're a restaurant first. All right. So, um, can you tell us where you're located so people can come down and see you? We're on 810 North Coast Highway in Lucadia. It's about a block south of Lucadia Boulevard. So really easy right when you get off three way. Awesome. And then um, they can find you on social at moto underscore deli. Yep. And then you're on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, which is at Moto Deli. And then you can find them as, uh, or po- excuse me. Oh, what? Today. Oh. <laughs> um, head on down to motodeli.com and you can post about them on social as well with the hashtag Moto Deli and kind of see what other people are, are posting about. <laughs> see, my, my daughter posted on there. She should be in school. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 Oops. Um, do you guys have any, any last minute things you want to talk about? You have any events coming up? Uh, events wise, not, not necessarily. We're just, you know, pushing through right now, the restaurant, making sure that every day, you know, we're we're successful and really focused on, you know, streamlining that program. 
that was the idea with the truck was, you know, we got this, we got this brand, we got the chef, we have everything going on. We let's, let's push it along, you know? And, and that was actually a very smart move on our part because we were able to kind of be mobile and be around all San Diego County and kind of get everybody to, to, see. to see what's going on to the point where like, man, I see you guys everywhere. And it's like, you know, we, we made it kind of, a point to be everywhere. So right. we did a real big campaign. We were almost at every event that we could possibly be, every beer event, every food event. Uh, so we were out there. And then when we opened, uh, the community really embraced us and has still embraced us. And people are still finding out for the first time. And when they come in there and they, they see the quality, they feel the quality, they taste the quality, it's, you know, that's one thing that we, we are doing very well. Yeah, getting getting that brand out there is a huge thing, kind of flood the market with, the people and show them what what you do that's the industry now you know it's 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 you know before you could do great great food and, and reputation now there's always these little different things you know what's instagram worthy what's what's social media worthy what's this what's the new thing what's what's a crazy item that you got on the menu and you know it's always something in that sort so yep. it, it's a struggle to try to be ahead of those curves and and, and trendy but you know, as long as you make straight up great food and that customer service points are there and the environment you set is exactly what you're looking for. I mean, then, you know, at that point, if you're not successful, you may have the wrong location or you may have the wrong concept in the wrong in the right. location. And, you know, that's kind of where sometimes we we have to really make a decision. And we went for location where this place was, yeah. which, which was really why the investment was what we did. Well, so yeah, you. right near the beach, you can come in, pick up your sandwiches, walk up the hill to Beacons Beach. Yep. Come in on your motorcycle. There's always a bunch of motorcycles parked out front. So even if you don't have a bike, you can come and look at all the cool motorcycles. That yeah, there's always we've got quite a following now. People that yeah. like you know bring out a bike they don't ride too often just because they know they can park it out in front of with a bunch of other cool bikes and show off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and we have great partners like Bing Surfboards. It's right next door. People come in, you know, and hang out, and they'll go next door and, you know, grab a shirt or grab, you know, some surfwear or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, so many people ride their bikes down, you know, that, that corridor. Not only motorcycles, but uh, they're, you know, road bikes as well. And you can see them, man. It's like 30, 40, 50 deep, like every 20 minutes. So, I mean, that's a really, really, really busy street, especially on the weekends. Yeah. I'm very surprised. I mean, it's busier than sometimes Fifth Avenue. As, as how busy that, that location is. Um, but that's one of the reasons why. Right. It works so well. It fits right in there. and Yeah. It fits the community. It fits the vibe. And, you know, the I think the whole approach of what we were trying to do is, is actually being accomplished, which is not always the, the case for every... <laughs> right. for, for, for everything, every you know, yeah. for, for a restaurant or for whatever, whatever you're yeah, trying whatever to do. Yeah, whatever you're doing, yeah. So, you know, we're very thankful and knocking on wood. <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah. continues as, as planned. Yeah, I hope so. I've heard, you know, everything I've heard has been amazing. So yeah, it's really fun. Yay. Yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, people come check us out. And I know it's far, you know, because it's the same thing. You know, <laughs> it it is far. If you're down here, it's far up there, and if you're up there, it's far down here. So you know. Yeah, but it's like tw- it's like San Diego. It's like 20 minutes, but you feel like 20 minutes is so far. It's yeah. Really not that far. It's, it's 20 minutes because then it's 20 minutes there and 20 minutes 20 back. 20 minutes back. Yeah. So that that becomes 40 <laughs> minutes. So right. you, you you know. You invest your day, you know. So come up there, come and check out Regal Seagull, come check out Bing Surfboards, and see what else uh, Encinitas and uh, Lucadia has in store. Or if you're going to make a beach day, might as well just cruise up there and make that the beach day and, and check us out. 
not, I'm not coming into work tomorrow, Bob. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, Chef Andy Halverson and Alex Carballo from Moto Deli. Be sure to check us out on DineLocalSD.com and on Instagram at DineLocalSD. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for having us. Yes.